K-Town is a misnomer. It's called K-Town, but it's all Latinos. Yeah, that's called K-Town. I see a lot of little short, dark people. Yeah, puro Oaxacan. Puro Oaxacan Hey yo, K-Town is okay listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in to this installment of K-Town is Oaxacan Korean, also known as K-Town is okay. And today, yours truly and the rest of our community is going to have to miss our dear and beloved Helen H. Kim. This is just because Helen has been somewhat overworking and needed to take a break just before the next batch of to-dos are before us, including for our latest project, which we will get into very shortly. So just know that for this podcast, it's just yours truly, but that Helen will be back very soon. Nothing but the best wishes to my Nuna during this break time, though I know she's not totally on a break, is still working, just had to slightly scale. Scaling is important. Scaling is how we get these projects done with our heads intact atop our shoulders at the end of it all. So with that said, we will also be missing our snacking session today, but that's all right. We had to slow down somewhat on our sugar intake anyway, (laughs) so no worries there. But we do still have a list of items to get through, especially as the month of October rushes right past us as we get into the late stages of the year and as we come upon the one-year anniversary of K-Town is Oaxacan Korean, which by extension means the one-year anniversary of the infamous leaked recordings. That's right. Let's talk about it a little bit. So, if you haven't seen at this point that we have an event coming up, well then, now you know. We have been busy at work at K-Town is Okay with our first ever panel slash public dialogue. It's an invitation to the whole wide world, but especially to the people of Koreatown, the residents whether they are current or former or soon-to-be residents, y'all are invited to have this discussion with your community. So, now you know that this upcoming November 2nd, 2023, from 6.30 to 8 p.m., K-Town is Okay presents to the whole wide world, if not you, then who? K-Town speaks up one year after the leaked recordings. This event is free, and you can find it in the show notes. And before you listen to the rest of this podcast, go ahead and get your tickets. It takes less than 30 seconds. I'll wait. Really? Yeah, let's take a break and wait for you to get your ticket. Okay, now, if you've gotten your ticket, be sure that you're forwarding the info along to whatever friend or family member, or whoever else you may know who might be interested in this discussion. Of course, we are lining up our panelists, crafting the discussion slash presentation, and in doing so, we're thinking very carefully about what we are trying to accomplish out there. 
And if you live in LA and you keep up with news in Los Angeles, then you will definitely have seen that over the past couple of weeks, there have been a number of reports and analyses on the leaked recordings one year later. That's including at the LA Times, as well as at LAist, as well as through the LA Pod, and probably a handful of other publications out there that folks go to for their news and culture. Now, what I have found most useful about these reports and analyses are the documentation of community voices through them. So whether we're talking about the LAT or LAist, there have been these discussions that look not just at the people who participated in this infamous discussion, but some of the people who they are supposed to represent or some of the people who may have grown up in neighborhoods like theirs and so on and so forth. And I find that to be very useful because when we're talking about Los Angeles, what we constantly need to do is contextualize. Let's talk about the environment. Let's talk about the history of that environment. Let's see who's there currently and who has been there historically, and let's see how those things are consistent with each other in this present moment or not. And so even if I get just a few lines on the voices of a community member, even if I get just a few quotes, I find those to be quite helpful in analyzing what their voices might indicate for the larger whole. Now, this isn't to say that a handful of community voices represent an entire area. No way, no how. But it is to say that there's something incredibly useful in a handful of community members collecting their voices and making themselves heard, either to call forward the rest of the community or to put a few ideas into perspective. And we've certainly seen that play out through the stories, especially of Kevin De Leon and Nuri Martinez over the past couple of weeks, because... LA is thinking about it. And certainly LA storytellers or people working in LA media are still thinking about what is next? What follows? What is it that's changed ever since these infamous recordings got out and became lightning rods for the public? And what is it that has not changed? These are critical questions that our panel will certainly be delving into. And there is also more. And so over the last couple of weeks in particular, there's been quite a bit of discussion on what, say, Kevin De Leon, one of the LA City Council leaders who was a part of the private discussion published last year, has been up to. Where has he been and where is he going? And what else can we find out about this political figure one year later. There have also been discussions and considerations over how Nuri Martinez has been doing one year after these statements were made public. Where is she and has she done the work and has she reflected considerably enough in order for her to really put this behind her or not? And these are all key questions in my view that I think LA storytellers and folks working in LA media need to do. I think that if it weren't for LA media doing this work in the first place, that is reporting these discussions 
analyzing their implications, annotating what it is that they mean, what kind of ramifications they may spell out for the city of LA as a whole, then we would be at a very different place now. And so given that a year has passed, I think it's very fair to check in on not just the actors involved, not just the actors at the sort of center of the story, but the actors who they were referencing just as well. When this infamous discussion got out, there were a number of places mentioned. There were a number of political boundaries that were up for analyzing between the group. And so thinking about getting past the actors, that is the main actors in this story, and thinking about the people and the neighborhoods who they were referencing in their political calculations, that is certainly the focus of K-Town is Oaxacan Korean. I think if you go to ktownisok.com right now, and I don't see why you shouldn't, you'll see up to eight different profiles that my collaborator, my Nuna, and I have put together over the past couple of months, especially after the summer, when yours truly got back from some time abroad. And so what we definitely want to communicate to our listeners and supporters and followers out there, those who are tapped into this discussion, those who are also wondering alongside us what happens next, and those who might not have an LA Times subscription, but who go to K-Town is OK, or JT the LA Storyteller, or some of these other local media outlets for their news and culture, what we want to let you all know is that even with our eight profiles gathered since the summer so far, we are absolutely just scratching the surface at all that K-Town has to offer, at all the people in Koreatown, and at all the possibilities in K-Town. Nonetheless, those profiles that we've captured so far do tell a story. They do help to paint a picture of this place that we know and love as K-Town. And we're going to look into that even further through our panel series, which is all the more reason for you to sign up ASAP. And maybe that even gives you a little bit of an indication as to just what we're planning here, as to just how it is that we're organizing here. But I will say more in due time. Okay. Now, before we move on, I do want to make one personal observation. One note from yours truly over these most recent events that I think should get into the mix. And that is that when it comes to major news items such as these, when it comes to major scandals like these, there's a lot to sift through all at one time. And it's often that during all the sort of chaos and the hecticness and the backlash that political officials might get over their comments, over their positions, it's difficult to sort of locate the precise truth between it all. And so that is to say that one year later, when Kevin DeLeon and Gil Cedillo are suing the LA Fed, as well as employees at the LA Fed for what they allege were these attacks or these concerted conspiracies to damage their profiles or their public reputation. What I do mean to note here is that 
it is difficult, including for these media publications, to locate the exact truth in all of this. And especially when it comes to LA politics, which for a long time have sort of occupied very marginal space in the periphery. That is when people think about LA. It's, it's going to take some work in order to get to the facts, the bare bone facts. And I think K-Town and K-Town's place in all of it is actually incredibly special because Koreatown, as well as what was and what is still known by many as South Central Los Angeles, these two places and the people of these two places, they know all about how a couple of news items that get out there and that cause all this chaos and lead to all this backlash and all this outrage, these communities know very well how these things somewhat distort the actuality of the situation, how these things pick up a couple of notes and run with those rather than paint a whole picture. Now, it is difficult for any one of us to paint a whole picture about these places that we come from because as human beings, we're limited to the perspective that we know most, which is that of ourselves, that of our own two eyes and experiences. And so it is in coming together and hearing from the rest that I think we achieve more truth rather than less. Maybe not the capital, capital T truth, but just enough of it. And this is all to say that one year afterwards, I want to make a note about what Gil Cedillo said when he was explaining K-Town and the composition of K-Town to Nuri Martinez during that meeting. What Gil said when he said K-Town is all Latinos is a mixture of a few things. During that discussion, he does note that there are plenty of Korean Americans in K-Town and that they are a part of K-Town. That is in the audio and it's in the transcript. You can find it or locate it yourself. But he also says K-Town is all Latinos and it's because during this time, the ostensible or purported reason for this meeting is to think about how to preserve Latino districts and representatives at LA City Hall for at least the next decade. So when you go through the transcript and when you go through the text, you'll see that the recurring theme here is, is how these officials keep not just themselves in power, but Latinos empowered overall because, because that is kind of the natural logic of a, say, Latino representative in a city where Latinos are said to be underrepresented to a significant extent. The idea is, how do we hang on to the seats that we have, and how do future leaders like ourselves maintain these seats? And so when Gil was saying to Nuri, K-Town is all Latinos, what he was getting at to some extent was that Korean Americans and Asian Americans overall in central Los Angeles have very little to no political representation at LA City Hall. And this is not just a sort of, and this note in particular is not just a personal observation, but something that has in fact been documented and documented so well 
actually, that in 2012, when redistricting had just wrapped up then, a handful of organizations and community members actually sued the city of Los Angeles for dividing Koreatown in three and for failing to group Koreatown into Council District 13 at that time, which was important because that would have allowed Koreatown to connect with Thai Town as well as Filipino Town and thus improve the chances of, say, an Asian American representative at that point. Back in 2012, that is. And so to be sure, what each of these things say, actually, is that the city of L.A. and its current political structure are not working for people. They're not working for the L.A. City Council members themselves, and they are certainly not working for the neighborhoods and communities that those city officials are supposed to represent. In the discussion between Nuri Martinez and Gil Cedillo, there's a constant reference to the zero-sum nature of it all, to the fact that in order to fix lines here, we have to distort or tamper irreparably with lines there. And so one side's win is another side's loss. And how do we deal with that? How do we work that out? The fact of the matter is that it's incredibly difficult. The fact of the matter is that it has not worked. And in this discussion, these LA City Council members are themselves looking at that. And so you can see then why there are folks such as Godfrey Santos Plata over at LA Forward along with Alyssa Walker, who are working on getting this discussion to more and more of the people of L.A. That is the discussion of expanding L.A. City Council and getting more representatives on there so that we can have more of a functioning set of institutions, particularly at city government for the people who live here. And so I want to make that clear. I want to make it clear that this project, K-Town is Oaxacan Korean, is highly cognizant of the implications from what was discussed in that room, but that we are also sensitive to the idea that, hey, at the end of the day, this work, the work of representation, is difficult, not just for ourselves as a small set of members of the community, but also for those folks out there who are charged with representing us. I want to make that clear on my part. And I want to note that that talking about it, acknowledging what has worked and what really hasn't, is absolutely how we begin to heal here. And so our upcoming panel, alongside other members of our community in and around K-Town, is precisely aligned with that way of thinking, with that effort to heal, with that effort to rebuild, and with that effort to hold all of us accountable for making this place work, for making this place better, especially for the next generation and for the people who we know and love who maintain their lives here despite so many of the obstacles placed before them. They make L.A., and we want to make L.A. better for them because they deserve it. We all do at the end of the day. Okay, now I did make a reference there to Godfrey Santos Plata for a second. That is Godfrey and his work at L.A. Forward to look at neighborhoods such as K-Town and see how it is that they may be represented more equitably at LA City Hall. And I want to note that it's really one of my favorite chats of the year so far. 
And I hope that says a lot because I spend quite a bit of time speaking with all sorts of people in the city of Los Angeles about the city and their experiences in it. And so if you haven't checked out the interview just yet, I recommend it. I recommend it as a resource for those who live in K-Town. I recommend it as a resource for those who seek to increase not just their own political engagement, but the political engagement of their peers and family members here too. And I like that discussion a lot just as well because that's what it sounds like when, say, two people who really love this town get together and think about the political aspects of it and how those things get in the way of our love for this town and how we got to educate and activate the people around us in order to get those obstacles out of our way and in the rearview mirror, to quote a former mayor of ours. So go and check it out. It's at ktownisok.com. It's got plenty of resources, and there are more interviews coming soon. My Nuna is working on transcribing just about one more chat before the big day on November 2nd for K-Town is OK. If not you, then who? K-Town speaks up one year after the leaked recordings. Okay? Okay, so if you've gotten this far, I really want to thank you for joining us for this installment of K-Town is OK. Once again, Arnuna will be back in no time and is working on a couple of details elsewhere. But do rest assured that we'll be back in the studio together before too long. And so if you haven't RSVP'd to our event yet, I think you've heard just about enough through this podcast to know that we'll be tapping into a few of the notes here and more when we get together on November 2nd, 2023 for If Not You, Then Who? K-Town speaks up one year after the leaked recordings. This event is free and open to all, and what better place to tell you that than the Koreatown Media Lab at the Pio Pico branch in K-Town. That is exactly right, y'all. This episode has been recorded for K-Town, right inside of K-Town, at the K-Town Media Lab with the Pio Pico branch, and I gotta extend my sincerest thanks to the branch for extending an invitation to yours truly and allowing me to put together this recording, including at the last minute because we're rushing for a couple of things in route to our event coming up soon. I also got to thank the K-Town is OK team, including Richard Martinez, as well as Samson Chung, and of course, my Nuna, my other half in this work, Helen H. Kim. We look forward to seeing you on November 2nd, 2023. But before then, to keep up with us, be sure that you've hit the subscribe button for this show and be sure that you've also followed us either on IG or Facebook or through our newsletter. And if you want to donate to my nonprofit, Quien es tu vecindario, which is pulling the strings somewhere in the background, then you are more than welcome to do so. I've got that link in the show notes just as well. Of course, our event has production and logistical needs. And of course, in order to continue getting the word out there, it's going to take a little bit of a fee here and a fee there, as with so many things. But I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it to provide this kind of community dialogue to the neighborhood and to all those who are willing to listen for their reference. Because once again, you know where we're coming from when it comes to 
when it comes to these discussions, especially alongside our community members. With all that said, muchísimas gracias, kamsamnida. Until the very next time, this is Jimmy JT Racinos for K-Town is Oaxacan Korean. Okay? Okay. K-Town's a misnomer. It's called K-Town, but it's all Latinos. Is this called so K-Town? Yeah, that's called K-Town. I see a lot of little short, dark people. Yeah, puro, puro Oaxacan. Yeah. Puro Oaxacan Koreans. <laughs>